The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Ecclesia, I am so glad that you are here with us in our virtual gathering. I have a very special guest with me today. This is my son, Micah. He is six months old and he would like to join us this morning in saying a blessing over our time together. God, please be with each and every person watching this, whether they're watching from their couch, from their porch or wherever they are. God, I pray that you would fill them with love and joy and all of the excitement for life that Micah has. God, be with us today. Speak to our hearts. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
please join me as we continue in worship through offering. In this Lenten season, we journey through the wilderness towards the cross. We walk in the path of our Savior. Christ withheld nothing, not even his own life. We seek to follow in simplicity and sacrifice, sharing generously not only our resources, but our whole selves for the sake of our neighbors next door and around the world. With this offering, we plant hopeful seeds in the desert, trusting in the fruit that God will bring forth. Amen. Hello, Ecclesia. 
Welcome to Palm Sunday. I can't believe it's already Holy Week and we are rounding the corner headed home to Easter Sunday. We're so grateful that you're here with us. I wanna let you know about some things that are coming up this week because it's a really sacred, special week. First, we are hosting a Maundy Thursday service virtually on Zoom this Thursday, April 1st at 8 p.m. This was an absolutely beautiful experience last year. Uh, we had a chance to be led by multiple voices in, in the community through some guided liturgy, through some songs, and to be able to share that together uh, from each person's different home. It was absolutely beautiful. You're gonna love it this year. Again, it's on Zoom, 8 p.m., but we'd love to see you uh, with us on Monday Thursday this week. And then next, I'm really excited about Good Friday as well. Our team has been working hard to put together a fantastic and thought-provoking service that we're calling the death of gods. And it's really exploring how some of the things that we think are gonna fulfill us, things like acclaim, things like power, or fame, or money, so many of those things that we think are gonna make us feel fulfilled, they ultimately let us down in the end and what happens when that does. And so our team has put together some beautiful music, some of it's original. Uh, there's some really great written pieces and prayers. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful. You're gonna love it. We're gonna be hosting those online via Facebook and our website on Friday, April 2nd at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. And then next, we cannot wait to host Easter Sunday at White Oak Music Hall. If you've ever been to a show or event there, you already know what an amazing venue it is. And if this is your first time, you're gonna fall in love with this place. I wanna give you a little bit of what to expect when you arrive on Easter Sunday. First, we want you to know that we've partnered with some of our friends from the Houston Police Department to help direct some traffic on Main Street and around the venue to make it easier and safer for you and your families to get in and out of the parking lots around White Oak. We've partnered with them to have a couple of lots very close to the venue, and we are hoping to keep the ones that are closest to the venue reserved for those of our folks who need handicap parking, they have families with small children, and also for some of our first-time guests. So if you're able to walk a, a bit, we would encourage you to use some of those lots that are a little bit further from the venue. Just a heads up, it may take just a touch longer to get in the venue than it normally does on a Sunday. We're doing everything we can to make this quick, smooth, and safe. But we wanna let you know to plan to arrive a little earlier than normal so that you can get situated before everything begins. People around here joke about something that's called ecclesia time. That means that people don't show up until 9.05 for the 9 a.m. service. And I'm just saying, you're gonna miss more than normal if you do that on Easter Sunday, so plan to arrive a little early. We're gonna have some familiar faces at the entrance, people like our downtown campus pastor, Mitzi Mock, uh, and she and her team are gonna be doing things like checking temperatures, they're gonna offer hand sanitizer, they're gonna make sure you have your communion elements as well. We're gonna have some baggies filled with cups of juice and wafers. And we also wanna let you know that if you want to bring your own communion elements, please bring those with you. Once you enter in through those gates and into the venue, then you're gonna find a team of ushers led by folks like Paul Randall and Jim Doremus who are gonna help you and your party find your pod. Or if you dropped off everybody, they're gonna help you find your family, your party, where they are. We'll have some space on the lawn open for you to spread out a blanket or set up your own chairs as well. We love the fact that we're gonna have our kids with us on Easter Sunday. So Kelly Booth and our amazing family ministry team, they're making some kits that will have some goodies and activities and a chance for your kids to decorate your pod. They're gonna be walking throughout the venue so that you don't have to move around and partially because they want to greet you and your kids to look them in the eyes and tell them how happy we are to see them. We also think that Easter needs to feel like a party. So we will have some team members passing out some treats in the venue as well. We'll have some cookies and cupcakes for you. And I can tell you that for those of you who come to the 7.30, we will also have coffee and breakfast tacos as well, right? Can't guarantee that at nine or 11, I can guarantee it at 7.30. We're also thrilled to have some of our friends like Thad Cockrell in to help lead us in song and share some of his music from this year. And we are pumped the propaganda will be back to share some of his spoken word with us. All of that to say, you do not want to miss this Easter Sunday. And we wanna let 
all of you who are out of town or still not quite comfortable coming in person, we want you to know that we will still have an online worship service for you. And you can find that ecclesiahouston.org slash online on Easter Sunday at both 9 a.m. and 11. So for those of you who are coming in person, we're asking all of you to help us prepare and make as much space as possible for everyone who is able and wants to come in person. Easter's a day when people who would never think about going to church on a normal Sunday, they're gonna come on Easter Sunday. And we wanna have space for all of those people. So there's two big ways that you can help us do that. First is you can register beforehand. You'll register for one of the pods or safe zones that White Oak has already set up. And you can register for one pod for your whole party or your whole family. You let us know where you're coming so that we can help make sure we cover all the details and make enough safe space for everyone who wants to be there. And the second, and this is huge, if you can register for 7.30 a.m., this is the time that people who don't normally come will never even consider coming to. It's, it's also harder for so many of our families. You can make room for all of those people by registering and coming to the 7.30. And as I said earlier, we're gonna have breakfast tacos for you there. We don't have tacos left for nine or 11. So basically what I'm saying is if you love Jesus and if you love tacos, register for 7.30. You can register online at ecclesiahouston.org slash events or slash Easter, or the easiest way to register is through the Church Center app. So Ecclesia, on this Palm Sunday, we're so thrilled and honored that our lead pastor, Chris C., is gonna take a few moments and open the scriptures and share some more insights from the last night of Jesus' life. And my hope and prayer for you today is that you see the story of God, you see the story of Jesus with new and fresh eyes today, that God speaks directly to your soul wherever you are, and that he ministers to you, offering whatever you need. Ecclesia, we can't wait to see you. We love you. God bless. Ecclesia, this is Pastor Chris. And I want to tell you, happy Palm Sunday. Can you believe that we're one week away from Easter? Lent has just flown by. And, uh, and at the same time, in other ways, kind of like last year, it, in other ways, it feels like it's taken forever. Uh, are we ever going to get out of this kind of trap we're in that just feels like, are we are moving to a new world or not? And I got to tell you, from my perspective, I've had my second shot this week, by the way. It feels like there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to celebrate. And so I get to preach to you today from Chinatown, one of my favorite places in Houston. You know that we're the most ethnically diverse city in the US. And I gotta tell you, this part of town is my favorite. You wonder, why are you preaching from Chinatown, Pastor Chris? Well, I'll tell you, let me get to more of it. But let me also say that I'd like to invite all of you uh, to support Asian owned businesses in Chinatown. Um, this is a time right now that uh, there's been a lot of hatred put out into the world. What we know, Ecclesia, is that God made all people and God loves all people. And one of the great things about heaven that makes it heaven is that it's going to be diverse. People of all language and all tribes and all ethnicities. And at a time that some people have been spouting hatred, uh, ignorance and violence, it's the time for the church to step forward. And so I want to invite you, come to Chinatown frequent local businesses, encourage our Asian American brothers and sisters and tell them, I stand with you and I love you and I'm here to buy your baked goods. I promise, best cakes you'll ever get, great sushi. I wanna tell you more about that and that's really the reason I'm here. We've been in a series, Sean and I, teaching you about the things that Jesus did with his friends on the night before he was betrayed and crucified. And we know that he did things like teach and serve and pray and sing. And you know what else he did, right? You know the last one. We, of course, we saved it for last, right? Jesus ate. We know he wept another time, but we know this time. Jesus ate, and he ate with his disciples. And they had a meal, and it was a pretty legendary meal. In fact, it was the meal that Jewish people anticipate and wait for. It was the Passover meal. And in similar ways, I'm going to invite you to consider some amazing meals and some opportunities to eat together. But first, let me read to you the passage that tells us the story of what Jesus was up to with the people that he loved most. It tells us in, in Luke 22, verse 7, that they came to the day of unleavened bread, a holy day, when a special lamb called the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Really, a better word would be butchered. 
Jesus chose Peter and John and he gave them instructions. This is what we know, that several days before the Passover, there was a special day. And on that day, the day of unleavened bread, it was everybody's responsibility to go and find a lamb. The lamb was supposed to be, according to Exodus 12, it was supposed to be flawless, one-year-old male lamb, right? Young, perfect, no blemishes, the healthiest one you can find. And then they were gonna do what we would wanna do on a really special day. They were gonna eat the best food they could eat and God had very clear instructions. And so Jesus says to the disciples, go prepare. And Peter and John asked him in verse nine, where do you want us to make preparations? And Jesus then told them to enter the city, look for a very certain man, find that man, ask him the questions, and that he would help them with the preparations for this meal. And he would show them to a spacious second story room, we know as the upper room. And it tells us in verse 13, they did as he said, and he found everything just as he said it would be. And they prepared the Passover meal. And when the meal was prepared, Jesus sat at the table and he joined his emissaries. And he says this, he says, it's been my deep desire to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. Know this, I will not eat another Passover meal until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He's, he's saying the very meaning of the Passover meal is going to be fulfilled. And when it's fulfilled, then we'll have another meal together, but that meal will be in heaven. What was Jesus saying? This was a really special meal. And this is what I wanna to talk to you about today. Jesus shared a Passover meal. And what we know in the verses that follow is that Jesus did something unusual. He taught a bit, he took the bread and he broke it. And he told the disciples, this is my body, my body broken for you. And he took the cup and he said to them, this is, this is the cup, this is my blood, my blood shed for you. Now, you may wonder, right? They made the preparations for the meal what kind of meal really was this? The Passover meal was all about the lamb. Hopefully you know the story, but in Exodus it tells us that when God's people were at the most difficult, painful place they could ever be, they'd been slaves. And they'd been living as slaves with no hope, no hope for freedom, no hope for a future. That in that place, God sent Moses. And in the midst of sending Moses, he sent 10 plagues and he prepared Pharaoh to say, you need to let my people go. And ultimately, the last plague was the most painful and damaging and violent plague. And we don't know exactly how it happened, but we know death came to every house in Egypt. It only skipped over the houses of those that believed in the one true God, that believed in his rescue. And those people had prepared a barbecue. They'd slaughtered a lamb. And he said, as you slaughter the lamb and prepare to have a feast, you're gonna take part of that blood. You're gonna put it over the doorpost. And in all of those houses where there's going to be a lamb barbecue and all of those places, none of the children, none of them will die. And God used that plague to help deliver his people. And God did what he always did. He said, now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to celebrate that every year. Now. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've got a lot to celebrate this year. Maybe for you, it's just, maybe like me, it feels like I survived a hard year. Social media is not always helpful for me. In fact, for some of us, we can look at other people's lives and say, I really want that life instead of my life. And very rarely do we get an accurate depiction of what's happening with people. But I'll tell you what I've loved about social media right now is that I keep getting these reminders about what my life was like on this day last year. Anybody else getting those reminders? They keep popping up. And on this day last year, <laughs> I was scrambling for toilet paper, right? On this day last year, I was trying desperately to figure out, like, how am I going to take care of my kids? On this day last year, I was trying to figure out how to use Zoom, right? And I thought, I'll be on Zoom for a few days. And here we are. I'm still on Zoom, right? And you're still on Zoom. And we're doing a lot of things differently. And I keep getting these reminders. I'm like, wow, I've made it a year. Like, and you know what? I made it through some hard things kind of looking around, I don't know about you, but I'm looking around going, I'm doing pretty good, you know, like not perfect, but I've been through some hard things. You've been through some hard things and God's been with me. And what we know is that our God's a God of celebrating and that Passover meal, and this is what I want to share with you today. There were actually three meals taking place when Jesus shared this meal. The first meal was a meal that was about celebrating what happened 1400 years before Jesus and his disciples gathered in that place. And they were remembering God's faithfulness. They were celebrating God's faithfulness, but this is what made it really unique. It's like they went to a Texas barbecue 
and they only had the sides, right? There was macaroni and cheese, there were onions, jalapenos, there was cornbread. Everybody's looking around and they're asking the question from that old Wendy's commercial, right? You remember that old lady? Some of you aren't old enough to remember, right? It was a famous commercial. She kept going, where's the beef? Right? And they were trying to knock the other fast food chain saying they didn't have real beef, right? The disciples got to this meal and there was bread and there was wine. And what are you looking for at the Passover? The lamb. Where is the meat, Jesus? What was Jesus saying? Clearly what we know from scripture, more than a hundred times in scripture, the scripture calls Jesus the Lamb of God. He was saying in that meal, I'm the lamb. I'm the one that's gonna be sacrificed. And Ecclesia, there's a lot of things about scripture that I gotta tell you amaze me, but this is what you need to know. Jesus was crucified on the Passover. He, he was literally brought into his place of suffering and slaughter at the same time of day that Jews would have been required to slaughter their lamb for the Passover. He, in the same hours, the very history was declaring that Jesus was not just a man. He was fully man, fully God, and that God had a different plan for salvation. And that plan for salvation would be that Jesus would offer himself as a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. In the same way that the lamb had to be perfect, Jesus was perfect. And he became the perfect sacrifice for our sin. And this is the good news of Palm Sunday. Now, he entered into that suffering so that we wouldn't have to suffer. And what we know is that the disciples were celebrating the Passover, commemorating 1400 years ago. One of the great things about this meal is that Jesus knew he was about to suffer. And you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to be with his friends. And he taught them and he served them and he loved them and they ate food together and they drank wine together and he did what you do with friends he talked about good things and he talked about hard things he said to them one of you is going to betray me now i don't know if you know what betrayal feels like i'll just go ahead and tell you we all know and the closer that person is to you the more painful it is in fact there are some of us today that the story of Palm Sunday ought to be an invitation to say, just because someone has hurt you, just because someone has betrayed you and betrayed your trust is not a reason to stop having friends, to stop having relationships. In fact, it's more of a reason to. Jesus was betrayed. How can we imagine a world in which Jesus would be betrayed and we would not be betrayed? Now, I gotta tell you, it still stings and it still hurts. But I'm grateful for the story of Christ and an invitation to forgive even those who have betrayed us, even those who have hurt us. And then in that actual meal, Jesus invited his disciples, even though they didn't do it very well, he invited them to join him in his suffering. Now, maybe you're like me and you get an invitation, a spiritual invitation, and you know what the good news is? I don't always get it right the first time. Recently, I had the opportunity to apologize to somebody and I should have just instantly known like I messed up. I'm sorry. And you know what happened? It took me a day. And as I thought about it, I think I owe him an apology. Right? It, it, it came to the surface. I began to realize many of us, we get this invitation to follow Jesus. We get invited into his suffering. You get an opportunity to say, what if you sacrificed? What if you gave financial in a way that you actually felt it? Right? Like as we got to do 200,000 meals at the Venezuelan border this year, that came with some real sacrifice to people. People gave in a way that offered true sacrifice. What happens in those meals is that we get to share it together. Now, I don't eat a lot of lamb anymore. I do when I go to the Middle East. I'm in Chinatown. I don't have any chopsticks, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw one down. I'm eating sushi, right? That's really good, by the way. Because for me, if I'm gonna eat a special meal, it may not be lamb, I may grill steaks. For me, what I crave most is sushi. And that's what I wanna to talk to you about. Jesus then invited us to say, not only is this an ancient meal, he was looking backwards, not only was it a present meal, he was with his friends, but it was a future meal. And this is what Jesus said, will you share this meal again? And will you remember me? That's what we're gonna do this week. We've been invited to remember, and I don't know about you, but I'm forgetful. <laughs> I've learned recently in the pandemic, has anybody else noticed your brain doesn't work exactly like you thought? Anybody else walk into a room to get something and you're like, why am I in this room, right? 
And you stand there like, and you start to wonder like, do I have Alzheimer's? Like what's, what's going on, right? And what's happening is all the trauma, all the challenges of this year, like our brain's just not clicking like it used to. We're forgetful. And you know what we also forget? We forget the ways that God has come to rescue us. You know why you're doing so well right now? And some of you are like, I'm not doing so well, so don't push it. You've made it and we're going to make it. The thing we prayed and declared together, we're gonna to make it through. We are making it through. And what we often forget is that God is with us. He has brought us through. And what we need to do is remember his faithfulness. And so he invited us to do that. And that's one of the reasons at Ecclesia that we celebrate the Eucharist every week. There's several ways, by the way, to celebrate the Eucharist. Many churches do it differently. Uh, we celebrate it in services every week as one manifestation of that Christian uh, mission and that uh, Christian Eucharist together. And it's a remembrance of Jesus in the bread and in the wine. We don't have a massive feast, but we eat those two things and we do it in his honor and we pray and we invite a time for us to confess our sins. And many of us are missing the opportunity to do that in person. There are many beliefs in the church about what all that means when we do it, right? Catholics believe uh, that the, the bread and the, and the wine actually become the body and the blood. There are others, some Baptists and others that believe that it's just uh, a reminder, it's a memorial uh, to that. Then there's some like us, many of us at Ecclesia, that believe something in between. Like, I, I actually believe though that the, the bread doesn't become the body and the wine doesn't become the blood, uh, but that something mysterious takes place there. That, that actually, um, Calvin actually talked about um, the fact that, that somehow Jesus is present in the bread once we bless it in a special way, right? As though Jesus was present in the pores of the bread, right? That's something mysterious. It's still bread, but Jesus is present with it in a unique and beautiful way. And one of the other ways we celebrate the Eucharist is by having meals together with Christian fellowship. And that's the last thing I wanna invite you into. This is what Christians do, Ecclesia. We celebrate, just as Jesus declared uh, that he was gonna celebrate the Passover. And the Passover was a remembrance of what God had done in the past. We're a people made to do just that. And so I wanna invite you into some dinners. I'm gonna do some of them right here. You may have seen that sushi and thought, I wanna eat that sushi with Pastor Chris. Well, that's what we're gonna do. Um, as we transition back to a world that becomes much more social, uh, where we're gonna be around the table with one another, um, I'm inviting all of you who have been fully vaccinated to schedule a time and come have a dinner with me or with one of our other staff members. We're gonna have a special liturgy and some prayers that I'm gonna pray over you as we welcome you back into society, into the world. And some of you, maybe you've been like me and there are times because we haven't spent time with big groups of people, you felt anxiety when you get around people. Or maybe you were socially awkward before and you're feeling like I'm really socially awkward now. Or maybe you weren't even socially awkward before and you're like, I feel like I've forgotten how to talk to people. I wanna invite you to go now to our website. You can go to ecclesiahouston.org slash human practice. And that's what we're gonna do. I'm calling these dinners human practice. I'm gonna pray a prayer over you. We're gonna eat some food. At some of the meals, we're gonna have some wine. We're, we're gonna get together and we're gonna fellowship and we're gonna welcome you back into the world, whatever this new world is going to be like. And it's going to be different, but we're gonna get back after a social life and we're gonna get back to having church together and we're gonna get back to children's ministry and we're on our way. We don't have a timeline for all of it, but we're gonna celebrate this meal and I wanna invite you to it. And we're gonna be a people as we approach Easter that get back into the rhythms of eating together, praying together, worshiping together and celebrating God's grace and goodness. So will you consider opportunities to eat with your small group, to eat with your family? I'm inviting you now to come eat with me and some other staff members and share in this human practice liturgy. And we're going to go back into the world. And this is what I love about the Passover. And I'll close with this and invite you towards our Easter celebration. In Exodus 12, as the Passover story is unfolding, it tells us a lot about the lamb and how it's to be cooked. And Jesus was kind of like a chef's table curator, right? He wanted them to cook the lamb just right and to, uh, to clean it just right and to cook it perfectly. and I'm getting hungry just talking about that lamb, right? And then this is what he tells them. He says, if you've got a big lamb and you've got a small family, this is what you're gonna do. Invite other people, share your lamb. Ecclesia, we're made to share Jesus. Jesus is the lamb of God. And in Revelation, it calls this great feast that will ultimately be uh, the feast to end all feasts. 
He calls it the supper of the lamb or the feast of the lamb. And I want to be a people that get back into the rhythm of eating together and sharing life together. We sing this great hymn at Ecclesia, come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy praise. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. And in that hymn, it talks about, in the next verse, it says, here I lay down my Ebenezer. It's a big word, right? Many of us just think it's from a Scrooge movie, but, but it's a Hebrew word that means that we lay down a rock in a place that reminds us that God got us through something difficult. And I wanna invite you to do that. We're gonna lay down an Ebenezer together. We got through this year. We prayed we would make it through and we have made it through. And now we're gonna celebrate making it through and ask God to teach us what we need to know and what we need to learn for this next unique season. Ecclesia, we let me pray for you. I'm grateful that we get to celebrate Palm Sunday together and I'm excited to get together at White Oak Music Venue next weekend. And we're gonna celebrate the Lamb, the Lamb of God that has come so that we all can know forgiveness. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to share the Lamb. Would you invite friends and family to come join us at Easter? We're gonna be safe, we're gonna be socially distanced, we're gonna be outside, we're gonna have Thad Cockrell and our friend Propaganda, and we're gonna throw a real Easter party. And if you're really a Christian, you'll come into the 7.30 service, okay? That's the early service, and that's gonna make room for other people. So if you really love Jesus, show up then, and you know what you're gonna get in that service, right? In all the services, we're gonna celebrate a risen Christ. But at the uh, nine and the 11, it's just a risen Christ. At the 7.30, we're gonna celebrate a risen Christ and breakfast tacos. And that's worth showing up for. So I'm excited to celebrate together. And just like the Passover, we're gonna invite others in to share the lamb. Will you let me pray for you? God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you that even now we can share in the Eucharist, in bread and in wine. And we're made to share in it around the table with sushi and wine and stories and bread and friendship. And even in those places, stories of places that we've hurt like Jesus, where we've been betrayed, where we feel lost. And we're grateful God that as this pandemic begins to see signs of hope, that we're going to reestablish our place at the table. We're gonna have some outside meals together with some liturgy and some ritual and some prayer. And we're gonna encourage one another in our next stage in this journey of faith. Lord, we thank you for your grace and goodness. We pray this together and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So Ecclesia, it's my joy and honor to now invite you to the table where we remember Christ's death and resurrection and we proclaim it together in this way. And as we come to the table of remembrance, I wanna invite you to examine your heart as I examine mine and prepare ourselves. So would you join me in praying this prayer of confession? Uh, there's parts where I'll pray as the celebrant, you can respond as a people, and we'll pray some parts all together. But would you pray with me? Oh God, as you search us and know us, we open ourselves to you. Grant us mercy, grant us grace when we avoid examining the state of our own hearts, but quickly sit in judgment of our neighbors. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. When we are disciplined in the pursuit of earthly abundance, but invest little energy or enthusiasm in the treasures of the Spirit. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. When our concern lies only with our own comfort and pleasure, as we avert our eyes from the suffering, injustice, and violence inflicted upon others. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. When we demand instant results and scorn those who find value in waiting and yearning, even in suffering, even in dying. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. And all together, through this Lenten journey, May we remember and receive the love and mercy that you have already displayed on the cross. Guide us through this arid desert and ever toward your resurrection life. Amen. So Ecclesia, we remember that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he gathered his closest followers and they shared a meal. And at one point in the meal, he took a piece of bread and he gave thanks and he blessed God and then he broke it and he gave it to his followers and he said, take this and eat. This is my body broken for you. 
And in a similar way after the meal, he took a cup of wine and again, he gave thanks and blessed God. And then he gave it to them and said, this is my blood poured out for you. It's a new covenant. And as often as you eat and drink this, remember me. So today, Ecclesia, we remember Christ's death and resurrection and that his grace and mercy is present with us and it's available for us and for all people. So may you taste and see God's forgiveness and grace today. This is the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. Every day we go to war again, we assume we know so much more than them before we hear what they have to say. Headline breaks and we start to hate again, we're calling them names again. We can give our peace away I hope they see it Cause I wanna see it I hope we believe it I wanna see, I wanna see the love It's all around you Day by day, hope fades away and then we know that there is pain within that we cannot medicate. Learn to feel, learn to begin again, open our eyes again. See our brother's pain I hope they see it Cause I wanna see it I hope we believe it I wanna see, I wanna see the love It's all around you
Ecclesia, now comes the time in our service where we get to say a blessing over the children in our lives. I brought a very special guest with me today. <laughs> this is my son, Micah, and he's going to participate in the children's blessing with me. So bring your children close to you. You can place your hands on them or just if they're not with you, imagine them in your mind or you can think of any other children that the Lord lays on your heart today. Nieces, nephews, neighbors, any children that you can think of. And you can start off by saying their name. Micah, may God bless you today and this week with peace, with love in your heart, with kindness and with wisdom. We love you so much, Ecclesia. Ecclesia, as we begin Holy Week, allow me to send you off with this benediction. Crowds line the streets, shouting in joy, a grand procession to welcome a king. We travel from atop trampled palms to find our seats in the upper room, basins at our feet, bread and wine. Then betrayal, the fear that leads us to deny you, to abandon you, to stand silent as you bleed. Forgiveness, mercy, justice, love, embodied as you take your final breath. And then the still, the waiting. Lord, invite us once more into your journey, renewal and hope prayer and reflection, joyful anticipation, the early morning hours and dawn's first light. Beloved family, though we cannot escape the reality of death, how indescribably wonderful that it does not have the final word. Go forth in joy to love and serve the Lord through these sacred days continue to dwell in peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.